had Chicago Since the 90s I've been on survival All I know is balazos de pavo Trying to get by And leave on a high No cuidado Que dice que no te dan chance Como Texas lo caliente te espanta Fuck around and you won't see mañana Trust me you don't wanna bleed mañana I remember chilling at truth You would think we was bulletproof Lil vato man we was goons We was dodging shit like moves Damn we made it De la cuadra where the aiming gun Now we trying to create the fun Spend the money and we make it I wasn't afraid of life till I made a life Love my kids to the end of time I'm so right here Yo, 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 man, what's good? It's your boy Jay Vander here for another Epi Percussion Coffee podcast Today, man, we got a special guest all the way from Houston We got the trio in the building Gangsta Love Carolyn Rodriguez, my man Ghost What's up, what's up? How y'all doing? We doing good, man. Doing good. I appreciate y'all coming on, man. Take two for this. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. Right, right. <laughs> glad to be here. Always glad to be in the shy, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Shout out to everybody that was rocking with you. Y'all had a crowd today, man. Y'all see that? Y'all yeah. video shoot was awesome, man. Shout out yeah. to everybody that came out and fucking supported you guys today. Yeah, yeah. shout out to everybody, man. That came Were you expecting up. that? Were you expecting that, though, when you guys showed up? No, we didn't really know. We just, I mean, we've been kind of promoting it for a little while, like for about a week, saying yeah. that we were going to do a video shoot today, so... Yeah, it was fire. good to see all the people out, especially the kids, and that always makes me happy. Yeah, that was fire. Yeah. You're a legend out here, too, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're still doing your thing, too, man. Yes, sir. Shout out to that, man. So for all you guys, introduce yourself once before we get into deeper in this conversation so we, everybody know your credentials and all that good stuff. For sure. Shit. Uh, my name is G. Love. I'm the next MC coming out of Houston, Texas. Shit, appreciate you for having me, brother. Yeah, love, man. No world. My name is Carolyn Rodriguez, the medicine girl, man, MG. Over here in Chi-Town representing. Yeah, down yeah. with the Cushion Coffee Podcast. What's up, Chi-Town? It's your boy, Bird the Ghost. Keeping my little brother's name alive through my music. You know what I'm talking about? Houston, Texas, the building. Shout out to H-Town coming and representing over here. So how's y'all, how's y'all trip? How's y'all going? How's everything? Really been, good. Been smooth, man. It's been smooth. Yeah, smooth yeah. Like butter. So how long you been on tour right now? That's a lie. That's a lie. What's well, a smooth it's on butter? It's all smooth <laughs> like butter. This is all. They're all full of shit. Okay. Look. Well, first of all, little, little I mean, no, little no. I little mean, no. from 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 what Positive I deal ball. with, you know, this is a piece of cake. Yeah. You know, I do this. Okay. Well, G Love came. She got here yesterday. Yeah. So with this one, was she me. missed all the fun. She missed all the uh, non-smooth uh, beginnings. Positive vibes. That well. way. Well, uh, this yes. was, you kicked off the tour here. She, she came in when she was. It was all nice and smooth like butter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it kicked off here. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you guys? Start, where did you guys open up at? Here? No, we were actually in Aurora. We did something for Dia de los Muertos. Um, shout out to Chicano Times. They had us the other day for that event. That was really fun. And then, you, where are you guys going from here? Um, we're gonna be in Ohio, um, Indianapolis. Possibly Lexington, Kentucky, and then Nashville and Memphis. So we're going to hit up Tennessee, Ohio, Indiana for sure. So how does it feel to be, like, still doing what you're, you're doing, like, um, since you started? like Grateful. Yeah. yeah, grateful. Just grateful for it because any moment this could all end. Be over with it. Yeah. And so you, you started this when? Like, how old were you when you first started laying your first tracks down? Oh, I mean, professionally, you yeah, would just, say. I mean, just doing it ha- hobby. I mean, a I, I hobby. actually used to um, record myself when I was younger, when I was little. Like, my dad had bought me the double tape deck and everything. And I used to, rec- and he bought me a dynamic mic. So I actually used to record myself oh, no shit. and write my own songs and record myself on there. But so I, so I guess when I first got into a studio, it was like already, I already kind of knew what to do. But um, yeah, the first time in a studio, I guess recording would have been in college. Um, back in 2000, that'd be my first time in that, like actual recording studio. 
Yeah. You went to school for being an accountant, right? Yeah. And transitioned to being a rapper and a singer? <laughs> yeah, it just happened. It was just like I was always singing and into hip-hop, so it just happened like that. And I knew I wasn't going to be sitting down at a desk Yeah. with a firm. Like, I, I always knew that, so. So you always started writing first, or you? Um, yeah, I've always written poetry, and I've always written, like, I used to write short stories. I was, like, a big-time reader, so I always wrote poetry, stories. And then I guess the poetry, like, turned into rap, kind of, so. Whenever I was writing songs, and I used to write songs too, but whenever I write songs, like they're kind of more like in hip hop style, rap style, just because I used to write poetry. So, and the, and the nickname uh, "Medicine Girl." Oh, uh, that came from SPM. Um, I had like several options for albums when uh, when I first came out with my second album. I asked him, "What do you think this album should be called?" And he gave me like a few different title choices, and I chose "Medicine Girl." Yeah. And then like everybody just kind of started calling me that after that album. So how was that working with SBM? It was it was legendary. How, how did you, you know? We made you, history. Yeah, how did you come <laughs> across him? Like, um, it was by chance. I was just like on a chat room website, um, and I ended a up at Dope House. Chat room? Yeah, it was for the radio station. Oh, okay. And I was looking for a studio to record a demo, and uh, it happened to be Dope House Records' address, and I ended up there. That's how it happened. And it just took off from there. Yeah. Well, no, not really. I mean, I continued to go to school and everything. Um, things didn't pick back up. With that again until years later, a couple years later. That's fire. Mm-hmm. And they were the first one to give you like the opportunity and shit to start singing on the like the hooks or on like yeah. Um, actually, Juan Gotti was the first album I got uh, that was commercially released that I was on. He had just gotten a deal with Warner Latina, so he gave me the opportunity to be on his John Ghetto album, and that oh. was the first time I was on a, a commercially released album. So when you used to first hear yourself like sing and shit, did you have any deal with any like self doubt or self confidence issues? Like- um, that's like the only thing I didn't have self-doubt or self-confidence yeah. issues about. Everything else, yeah, and like, like, I'm talking like from my, from my body shape to my personality to the fact that like I was outcasted a lot because I was like just, I don't know, like I was different, you know, I didn't really have a lot of friends in school. So, yeah, I was self-conscious about everything except singing. Yeah. That was the only time people would just shut the fuck up and like not judge me, not have any t- shit to talk about me when I would open my mouth and sing. And they'd be like, oh, wait, I like this. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that was, that, was, that was about it. That was probably what my confidence was in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, G, G Love over here. Tell a little, little story about you in the beginning. How, how did it all start for you? Um, well, there's a story I, I could think of off the top of my head was a... Uh, uh, I was in high school and um, shit. I believe in myself so much that uh, they were doing like this, like this little, uh, this little uh, competition. She was like the hardest in the city or whatever, you know. And they was doing like some like where you like put like thirty down or something like that, or like twenty, twenty-five or something like that, and then you would get like three hundred dollars or some shit. I mean, mind you, I'm in high school, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm a broke high school kid, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Out here with a dollar to dream type shit. And um, I remember that I. Uh, I went out there and I was like, fuck it, man. I only had like 30 bucks. I put five of the gas, <laughs> fuck it. I hope it'll make it there and then make it back. You know what I'm saying? So put my last 25, bet it on myself. Shit, I came out with the $300, you know what I'm saying? And shit, that to me was like, man, I always bet it on myself ever since and just believing in myself. And that's just what I've always kept on having in my mind as yeah. far as where I'm at now, you know? Yeah, your thought process, basically. 
That's important too, because I mean, was it rough, was like rough for you, like a female rapper, to come up? Like, oh yeah, facts. I mean, and then I mean, look at me, look at yeah. the swag I have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not out here like shaking booty. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm different. So obviously, I spit real shit. You know what I mean? So, uh, man, I gotta, I gotta have a voice. I gotta have a voice for this. You know, I'm not. It's not just the looks. It's not just the image. It's talent. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it was a little bit harder. It still is, yeah, but yeah. Shit, you know. Still pushing through all of that, you know. I believe, I'm, again, that's the mentality. I believe in myself so much that I bet on myself every time. Did you have that good, uh, like, house structure, though, to like, give you that good self-esteem boost, to have that confidence that, like, lift you up? Did you have, like, your peers telling you, like, yo, you're fire as hell, like, people encouraging you and shit like that? Growing up? Like, as far as, like, is it poor system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, it was weird because I, I feel like I could, uh, now that I'm deeper in the industry and stuff, I feel like I can relate to it, to what I was going through then. In school, I was, like, very popular and stuff, but, you know, as much as people, like, fucked with me and, like, you know, rocked with me and shit, like, you also got the motherfuckers who don't, you know what I'm saying? So I also went through that shit, too, and shit. But, I mean, I guess that's that's kind of what, like, gave me the confidence to, like, not just prove them wrong, but prove myself, like, right, that I could do this. And that, you know, every time that I did risk it or I bet it on me, like, I knew that I was going to come through for for it. Yeah. To get the job done. Man. So how did you meet Carolyn? She's in the industry, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm out there in Houston making music. and We was doing some, uh, we were out there doing shows and, um, Ran into her a couple times and stuff like that. So, yeah, we linked up and shit. It's been we've been rocking ever since, you know. So did you ever like? I'm pretty sure you listened to her, right? We growing up. Um, it's kind of funny. Like I, 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 I did listen to it's. It, I did listen to like SPM and yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously she was on there. You know what I'm saying? And but I didn't know till like I was around it. I was like, oh shit, that was you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I still like rock with her like she's she's a talented person like even if i didn't know who she was like just hearing her voice and hearing her do her thing like it's like she's talented you know what i'm saying yeah. like i rock with her so that's fire yeah yeah so she was like the first one to give you like an opportunity or a break kinda, you like open doors for you kind of give you an opportunity or from meeting her like kind of uh nah like uh i mean yeah like, talent like as far as like what you mean like as far as like I, since, I mean, since I got your relationship together since, since he helped you out, like knowledge is being a mentor to you and everything like that, giving you. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, I, I feel like I feel like, you know, I got a buzz going down in Houston, too, and just being able to learn from her. And like, you know, what I'm saying like she's one of the pioneers in this game. So she just being around her is like a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's dope as fuck to like be able to like learn from, you know, some of the greats out in the city. So you say you've been in like three years and like you've been busy for the last three years, right? Yeah, like, as far as me taking it, like, serious, as far as, like, hey, like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, So, like, four years ago, you think you'd be touring with Caroline? Four years ago? <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, my brother's a little older, so he, like, listened to it more, and he was more into, like, you know, Dope House and Juan Gotti and Carolyn and, you know what I'm saying, like, Loji and SPM, all that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, growing up... So, like, for now that I'm, like, on tour with her and shit, like, I'd be like, he'd be like, nigga, you want, you, you want tour with Carolyn? You know? And to me, it's like, 
yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, sometimes you don't realize it too. You got to like, like sink in, you know. You just like live in that moment that you dreamed about. Like sometimes for me too, I'd be thinking about the same shit. Like you just don't realize you, you're still chasing that thing, but you're not realizing that you're already living that dream that you thought about doing like five or ten years ago, you know? Oh, yeah. Like I wouldn't have, like we was younger and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they was playing that. They was playing all of... Um, SPM and Carolyn on the hooks and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and I would hear her. I mean, I never, I knew that I had a dream, but I never was like, oh yeah, yeah one, day I'm a, yeah. one day I'm gonna, one day I'm gonna be with that singer that's singing. You oh, know? just being a dream though, just being a dream. Yeah, like being... I never thought about it. Like I never thought about it like that. But to be to be able to do it, yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. dope as fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's an experience, <laughs> like for sure. That's fire. You know, before we even met, like before I even met G Love, like I up judging a competition where she was like one of the uh contestants yeah and it was uh mexican ot was on there too that day that we voted for mexican ot to win first place we voted for her when second place she didn't even know until (laughs) until later like yeah i was like hey i voted for you (laughs) i was a judge that night (laughs) yeah didn't know g love but it was like i remember we were all like hey man she's she's got something you know like She's got something that's different because we ha- there were a lot of female rappers that night, a lot of male rappers that night. I think it was kind of balanced out, you know what I mean? There was both. Yeah. But it was like, damn. Noticed it right away, like her energy, what she brought. But yeah, I didn't expect for us to be on the bus. That's what I'm saying on tour, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's what so makes it so. Um, it's like I don't believe in coincidences anymore because of shit like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like that was meant to happen like that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Why was I at that night of all nights? You know, did they ask me to go judge that night? You know what I mean? Yeah, and again, like, <laughs> I didn't know her. Like, yes, I yeah. heard, but I didn't know her. Like, I didn't, I've never really, like, saw her yeah, or anything yeah. like that. So. We didn't see that each night. other that night. So, like, like when, I was in a booth. She was on the stage. I was, yeah. we're separate. Oh, no shit. Sure. So, yeah. when we, like, finally, like, ran across, like, you know, just doing, like, shows and shit, like, when we finally ran across, it was like, we just clicked. And it was, like, genuine as fuck. Like, it wasn't, like, on no, like, Oh, this person yeah, can yeah, do yeah. this for me, or nah, it wasn't nothing like that. It was just like, Mm-mm. man, you talented, like you know what I'm saying? Like it was just respect and love. And That's so. fire, though. That's cool as hell for having one, and especially up here to give you that acknowledgement, you know? Yeah, that, for that, sure. So that's like. That's when that's when like you see talent, you know, you know how to see talent. So that's mm-hmm. cool as hell. Yeah, she definitely got a year for music, bro. Like I've got to see her work in the studio where she just. It's just the ear. It's just the ear. You know what I'm saying? That's why there's only one Carolyn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because she got the ear for it, and you know she got the the voice for it. And so yeah, like she's she's distinguished. Like she can just look at somebody and be like, oh yeah, that's a star. Like that 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 motherfucker got a voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A star recognizes another star. That's true. Yeah. 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 Yo, birds of a birds of a feather. Flocking together. Birds of a ghost of a fella. Shout out, Bird the Ghost, man. What's up with you, man? Man, Been slamming over here. Yeah, I know. We gotta get get the God in here, too, so I'm here, man. Man, just over here chilling, listening to the ladies, you know, and honestly, right now, right off the top, I mean, it's a blessing, like how you were talking to her, like, as far as being here right now. Honestly, it's a blessing, and we all are exactly where we need to be. And honestly, me, when I first started in, in the industry and everything like that, like, I'm. No, I would. I, I never thought that I'd be on 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 tour with her, but uh, this is family right here to me. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as uh, me and C, she's the godmother of my uh, youngest son, and right. she yeah she introduced me to the mother of my child and everything. Spec, shout out to Spectacular. Yep, yep, yeah, I did. Know, yeah, you know, best wingman ever over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was my name. That was my name at first. Yeah, yeah best wingman ever. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Carolyn. What's up, mom? 
<laughs> what it do? Who you with? <laughs> so how long uh, you guys knew each other, man? Uh, I want to say like six, maybe seven years now, because it's five years ago is when I uh, yeah. introduced me to Spec, and then uh, yeah, that was like years I was, ago. yeah, and I was um, at the time like doing videography when I first met her. Uh, I got a drop from you that night. I think it was, uh, South South Houston. Mm-hmm. I got a strip club. Yeah, performing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and. Uh, Good old first, Houston. Right, 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 right. Activities. <laughs> right, shit. Natural activities in oh, Houston. Oh, yeah, right? definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I met her at a strip club. And, and, and I got sent there. Uh, <laughs> 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 like, like, I met her at a strip club. But I mean, like, uh, I got a drop from her, you know, and then just throughout uh, what I was doing at that time, like, I was always getting sent to shows and everything like that to go get drops and everything, you know. And uh, that's how I met her, was that. And I mean, we've worked together, been around each other quite a few times throughout the years uh, before I actually started rapping or whatever. But, you know, uh, that was back when I was doing videography and interviews and stuff like that, and stuff, you know. But uh, anyways, uh, not once did I, th- I think she'd be like, hey, Bird, you know how to you know how to drive the bus? <laughs> you, know to, you, know how, you know how to whip this whole round shit? I mean, hell yeah, you know, fucking, when she asked me, uh, Hop on a bus with her, you know, help drive and everything like that, you know, uh, uh, just put in work, you know, plus uh, performing and everything, you know, it's, it's it's been a blessing. And thank you again. Oh, I just no, want to say no that problem. right now. I appreciate you, you know, for the opportunity. Oh, yeah. no problem. I appreciate you too. Yeah. Both of y'all. Yeah. So for you, man, when, when you started picking up the camera first, right? Like, when did you get the interest in, like, being a photographer or a videographer? Man, on the pool, I used to have this old ass camera, old ass Canon, fucking. POS, you know. Uh, yeah, turn that thing towards me. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I had this old ass camera, and like every time we get all twisted like a bag of ropes, you know, drinking with the homeboys, like like, yeah, yeah, twisted <laughs> like a bag of ropes. Imagine a bag of ropes, you know, and that's how twisted up mm. we get. But anyways, uh, um, like freestyling and shit, and I always grab a camera. Come on, let's get this, you know, so that way later on I could go re, uh, uh, write down everything that I freestyled that night, you know, all, all fucked up, chilling with the homies and shit, you know, but. Um, what's it called? Like, I mean, it's, it's really where it rooted from. And then, uh, like, I was o- always had an interest in it. And then, shout to Ricky Blaze. That's my brother from another mother. You know, fucking, I've known him since I was a kid. And I, he introduced me to uh, Hustle Town Network, which I put in a lot of work with them as far as um, like uh, uh, videography and, and yeah. everything like that. Long story short, you know. I mean, it's, it was just, I picked up a camera because we were freestyling or whatever, you know, and then it, it led to something. And then now, I, now I'm here, you know, because that led to me getting introduced to the music industry, you know, behind the scenes type shit, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, behind the camera, you know, and all that. But uh, I learned it from that side first. And then when I hopped in, you know, I got all my paperwork right and everything like that. If you're an artist out there and you listen to this, make sure you get your paperwork right, right off the top. But anyways, uh, you know, I, I learned all the business side and plus the videography side and then you know they just put me in a I guess you know in a good position you know with all that knowledge that I learned and everything with being in that position so yeah um but I mean shit just one day I mean they picked uh, someone convinced me to hop in the booth you know and I was like all right fuck it you know so I hopped in the booth and it's been in like saying like a motherfucker just from being there. around and fucking filming yep. people and shit yeah, yeah yeah so who was the first one that told you to get in the booth uh, first person that told me to get in the booth, honestly, I can not say because people been telling me that since I was fucking young. Yeah. You know, when are you going? When are you going to record some shit? I don't know. Fucking, I really, it really wasn't uh, 
a priority for me at that time in my life. You know what I'm saying? So um, as far as uh, when I did hop in the booth, I want to say Miss J Dynasty was probably the first one that actually got me into the booth. The first time I was actually in a professional recording booth and everything like that, it was with uh, Miss J Dynasty Donna Corpus. Hey, shout out to Corpus Christi, Texas. What's up, Miss J Dynasty? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, this is just one thing led to another, you know, and ended up on the road with C, you know, holding it down to the fullest, you know, it's family right there. Yeah, yeah. And G Love, this one over here, I met her because I host shows too, and I met her because <laughs> she's also a host. And like, it was like, normally, like, if you, if, if you work with someone that you've never worked with before, as far as like two egos on stage and hosting and co-hosting together, you know, it's sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to click with people. But that day, I remember that was one thing right off the rip, you know, me and her tag team that stage like a motherfucker, you know, not even knowing each other at that time. And, you know, she's a good kid, you know. And honestly, I've got a lot of respect for her as an artist. And I ain't gonna lie on the, uh, on our last, no, it was it two tours ago, is it? She uh, helped me step up my game as far as my little rap and everything like that. I admit that, you know what I'm saying? She gave me a little piece of advice as far as from her position. Carolyn has done the same, you know, it's a great experience. It's, uh, Good uh, opportunity for me uh, to expand my wings, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. He's very good at hosting. He's like really good at hosting. I realized that like our last tour, he ended up because I was like, "Bird, we're gonna need you to host because we're having technical difficulties. Yeah, so I need you to go out there and start hosting and shit." Yeah, it was so, la definitely last minute, yeah. you know. But I realized I was like, "Wow, he's got the skill. He's he's definitely got the skill to host because you have to be able you it, it's it's a talent. Yeah. Hosting is in itself is a talent. It's a separate talent. So he's got it." I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like I MC, you know, like, like, I mean, I guess, what would you say? Is it MCing? Like, yeah, the same you thing MC. As, yeah. Yes. As hosting? Like, no. I'd, say, I'd say that I MC, well, like. Not to me. Mm -hmm. I, I say you MC more than host. I would say Bird more host, you more MC. Mm -hmm. I, I get, honestly, yeah, like, yeah. because you are, it's a different thing, yeah, with you. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy because, like, uh, when I met him as well, like, we were, on stage together and I didn't know him, but uh, you know, we went out there and you know, I was like in the zone. I was like, you know, well, we're here for a mission, let's go in and out type thing, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And the fact that, you know, he was inspired rather than like, cause a lot of people can get intimidated when you, you know what I'm saying? Like he got inspired and that made me feel like, okay, like I remember why I do what I do, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it was an experience to meet Bird too. He came in with a bunch of energy, you know what I'm saying? I feel like- Who you with? <laughs> <laughs> there you oh go. yeah, <laughs> there you that's go. just one of them. <laughs> I mean, you need that, right? You need that to, I mean, and just like being a human being, you know what I'm saying? You gotta He's have a catchphrase it. type of guy. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> what he does. He does the right, catchphrases. Right, right. Yeah. Who you with Same. being one of them? Hot sauce on burrito, another one. Put some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. Cause yeah, you rest in peace, pop. Me. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, do you look good to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of those hot sauce on burrito TikToks. So he's you know what? I I got three. Like I only I've only done three, and I think two of them were uh, the hot sauce on my burrito. And honestly, I, it, it tripped me out because. I don't TikTok. Like, I, you get yeah, on there, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nothing special, you know, and then fucking I posted this, you know, stupid ass, just me fucking around, you know what I'm saying? Just putting hot sauce, singing to the camera, you know, my burrito type shit. And that shit, like, it was like three or four K. And I, I mean, like I said, I don't TikTok. That ain't yeah, much. Yeah. I know that ain't much, but at the end of the day, I'm like, because of me saying that type of shit, like, mm. 
We found out TikTok famous because <laughs> uh, that's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> Social media, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I really don't under, yeah, understand the uh, TikTok thing, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I have posted that just being bored on the road. That's what he's getting the most and, you know, attention on. So yeah, I'm like, like fuck it. it. Yeah, fuck that's crazy because that is another topic. Oh. As far, um, that is crazy because that is another topic. Like as far as like social media, yeah, though, yeah. Like I ain't even going. I ain't even gonna cap. Like I'm good at it, but. If it was up to me, bro, like I would not be on that if I wasn't doing music. You yeah, know? like it just I don't know. It's just, it's just, this is a lot. I feel yeah, like it's like yeah. too much to keep up with, man. For yeah, it's but, it's like it's like causing like too much anxiety in the world. Yeah, like I see it in the youth. People. I see it in the That's youth. What, yeah, like the programming people. All they do is scroll and they programmed. And, man, and, I was driving today, and I sort of got everybody. For every person I seen today was just like on their phone scrolling. Nobody looking up. It's like the Matrix, yeah. the real life Matrix, man. You I know? feel like I'm from the last of the generation that grew up with like no internet, no phone. I mean, I had internet like, but not till I was like in high school. Yeah, me, I was there with that you. Was Same thing, so, uh, the dot com era. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so how do how do you like uh, like what would you say like as far as like what you see now in the youth and like what you experienced then because you ain't have it like. Yeah, I feel like it's the youth are just so naive and don't have common sense because like they're oblivious to what's happening in front of them and what the power they have in front of them you know what i'm saying they have the yeah. power like we used to have to go to libraries and go find books to read some shit you know what i'm saying you everybody's got it at the palm of their hand but they'd rather just scroll or just play some game on their phone instead of just really gaining some knowledge of that power of that machine that they have in their hand and it's crazy as hell because there's a lot of shit that that we have access to now that people never even had access to before because of the internet. It's a great thing and a bad thing at the same time, but it's just utilize, the way you utilize it. You know? Right, definitely as an artist, it, like like she said, I probably wouldn't be on it either, but we have to utilize it and actually put ourselves out there and all that shit on, on social media because that's, like you said, that's just how it is now. Like, and I mean, I, I grew up, you know, with, with the old school dial-up computers and everything like that. And I was a kid kid at the time, you know, but I mean, it's like, what, what it is on, on, on social media like that. I mean, this is a necessity for an artist. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it can't be bad, and you know, it's a, that's a whole nother topic. We can go yeah, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother topic that we can go down a rabbit hole. I with, mean, with. we can because you, you think about AI. What do you guys think about AI? Well, we already side boys. I mean, look at me right now. I'm recording. <laughs> I'm myself, telling you. you know what I'm saying like, she on the phone. She has a phone in front of you. Like, think about it. I mean, just technically speak. Well, let's, let's <laughs> think about this, right? Adam and Eve, right? Adam, you saying they bit the apple, right? And we carry an iPhone with a bitten apple on the back of our phone? Yeah, I heard mm -hmm. something about that. We already gave them like the mark of the beast. They already know our location, our financials. Yeah. They already know everything. Yeah. Our location, who we're with. Like they know we're together right now. Yeah, they know our shopping. <laughs> everything. Everything. Habits. Their interests. They know exactly our data is like what's us. important in the world. That's why like, you speak everything. on something and then all of a sudden it's in your phone or on an Or even think about it. Yeah, <laughs> right? You ever think about some shit and then this shit is on your phone? Yes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> nah, for real. I'm because, serious. like, because on the cool, bro, like, you could be, like, thinking something, like, mm -hmm. and then out of nowhere, dog, you get a motherfucking ad. You get an ad. Specifically this, targeting this, this. that thought. Like, what? Crazy, but I mean, I, I mean, some people sleep. 
That's why. That's the purpose of the camera on in front of your phone. Supposedly, it takes uh, pictures of uh, your face, your biometrical face, every uh, like ten seconds or fifteen seconds. But face ID never works. The fuck. <laughs> My face ID does not ever fucking work. <laughs> how? But yeah, they've taken it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why does so my face you, ID never fucking work? It wants me to keep on doing it over and over and over again. Try again, try again, try again. That's crazy. So what, how do you guys do your pro, uh, marketing and promoting? Like for the touring and stuff like that. Social media. Yeah. <laughs> like, full exactly so why. Exactly yeah. why. It's a good yeah. thing. And yes, that's why yes, I went it, back it to is. what I said. You know, if I wasn't an artist, I wouldn't be doing right. that. You know what I'm saying? So do you feel like your your audience gets, like, seen as much as it used to before? Like, um, I feel like it's, it's, it's no. like, right? The yeah, audience right are there. <laughs> but but you think, like, because you feel, like, come on, man. Like, if we put put a picture shit. out, there's how many people on Instagram? You only see, uh, uh, you know, 200 likes. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Since you see, like. Since you, yeah. But then how many people are really watching? Because, yes, you might see 200 likes, but how many people are watching? Like, sometimes you'll see your stories have more views, views but yeah. they're no not likes. liking. They're mm-hmm. not, you know what I'm saying? Just watching. Watching. They're still watching. Appreciate the view, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Still watching. Yeah, they're the still view. fans. You know what I'm Gratitude, saying? Gratitude, shit. Yeah. Right. Like, so, uh, have any of you guys ever dealt with, like, self-doubt or anything like that growing up? Doing this? You, Carolyn? Oh, like, doing this? Oh, well, I want to quit all like, the time. Like, performing? <laughs> like, performing? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the other part <laughs> no, of it. No, no, no. It's like part that's it. important, The too. shady part of it. That's dirty oh, part we, of it. we could get to that. Because it's 99.999% dirty. Yeah. But, unfortunately, you know, like, that's the way it has to be. It's a necessary, it's almost like a necessary evil. Um... Uh, they already say what we're slaves to the devil. Is it through music? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're slaves to the devil. So, um, but yeah. Um, as far as the, the business end of it, yeah, I always want to quit all the time. Like, fuck this. You know, like I'm tired of being. I'm tired of being um, stereotyped. I'm tired of being. Um, you know, used. I'm tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. It's like, I'm tired of being not liked for me. Like, I don't even know who likes me for me anymore. Who would want to be around me for me? Like, you know what I'm saying? It just, it just turns into, like, so much self-doubt. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, because of social media and because of, like, all that other stuff, like, it can, can really discourage you from, from, ever, from wanting to do it. Because uh, it's just, it's very cruel. Yeah, like, yeah. Social media is very cruel. It's more cruel than nice. And, again necessary evil i get it but uh it just like g love was saying causing the anxiety and causing suicide too um you know like during covid they were saying that like the younger generation like they were having the highest rate of suicide and then any of the other generations like <laughs> you know and anxiety too and it's like wait a minute i didn't have that shit when i was that age yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't no. even know what the fuck anxiety was. Nah, we were just too busy living. Yeah, we didn't have that. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yes, we had like uh, uh, emails and internet, right? But we didn't I have. Mean, it was like more like chat rooms and shit. Like, it wasn't really no pictures or videos. Kind exactly. of. Exactly. Like, That's yeah. what I'm saying. It wasn't a social media platform where you upload stuff. Like, MySpace was like the first one, right? And I was already like out of college by the time MySpace came along. 
but MySpace is what I used when I very first started out to promote my music and stuff. Yeah. And that wasn't like, that wasn't anything like what social media is now, you know what I mean? But it did start with MySpace. It started with them, with the friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The top eight. The, yeah, the top, the top, the top, 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 top ten. Remember that shit? Yeah, 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 and yeah. it started with that. And that, I think that's, that's, that's what led to, like, the face. Then Facebook came along, right, with the friends. It went from the friends of there to the friends of Facebook. Oh, no, on Facebook, you can have 5,000 friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, the more friends you had, then you the exceeded, cool you, uh, you exceeded your friends list. Like what uh-uh. the fuck? <laughs> you couldn't add yeah, more yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you got to delete fun. like Sorry, the next, the last hundred of the inactive friends. You don't even mess with. Yeah, so it's like you could see the progression of how it how it got that way. But I just remember, like, I didn't know what the fuck anxiety was. Like, I didn't I didn't even think about that type of stuff. Like, no, I didn't have anxiety. Now it's like my anxiety probably started about my mid thirties, like mid thirties. Started when I started having like panic attacks and anxiety attacks and stuff like that. That's when I started fully experiencing anxiety, and I was like, "How the fuck do I control? I don't know. I don't know how to control this." It's like, but then again, like that in those days, we had social media was going strong already. So it's like, yeah, I do think it contributes to it a lot. I really do. It contributes a lot to that to depression suicide and this young generation and like you said they're not even socializing anymore they're on their phones so yeah. like they're not i feel like they're not in reality that's not reality your reality is not in a phone like you're not even looking around you like you know what i'm saying it's like we're like in, spending like there's a like a quote there's like we spend 90 percent of our time inside of a building you know what I'm saying? instead of being outside mm-hmm. one with nature type shit you know what i'm saying and that's not how we grew up either yeah. Had to be outside all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I'm like, get the fuck, fuck out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, all right. Yeah, it's time to come in. It was time to come in. Come and fucking when the lights mom, are off and it's dark outside. Right, my mom, my mom <coughs> knows how to whistle real good, so. Back then, she'd whistle. So, it, yeah, <laughs> I hear that fucking shit. If I didn't hear one of the homeboys, like, hey, man, you better get your ass home type shit. Yeah. The good old days. Mom, mom whoop your ass. Right, type shit, yeah. But, yeah. yeah well, you see, it's, it's three different generations, four different generations maybe, right, here. And it's like I, I'm probably one of the first generations to grow up with this. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like... You had like you have all that information yeah, yeah, yeah. in your hand. Like this didn't exist back then. Like this is, and maybe yeah, it caused like a lot of anxiety and all of this. But I mean, half of what the jobs are now are through, and you always are like this is money. Yeah, that's you know what, what I'm saying. saying. You can you can you can literally, you can literally make jobs money off that shit because you can set up your own Shopify. You can do you know your own business. Saying? You can exactly. do exactly. And but people. Damn, but, you know? but people are programmed to get manipulated with the marketing of playing games and getting lost in social media, like Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, distractions. Yeah, That's distractions. All like, if you think about it, like, all the time, you literally, you're going to catch yourself now, like, sometimes mindless scrolling now, if you think about it. Like, you're yeah. going to be th- going through it. In actuality, it's like, you don't even need to worry about none, none of that shit. Like, my homeboy Gary V says, like, Gary V says, man, fuck all that shit on social media. If you post it, you don't get what you like, so fucking what? You're still getting the, the, the fans that love it, they're getting it. You know what I'm saying? And that's all that matters. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, as long as you just keep pushing your shit out, you know what I'm saying? Just keep doing you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Even find any utilizing the way that the, the, the TikTok shit's going on, you know what I'm saying? So, like, how you can change that for the. You could do some crazy shit on TikTok. You could just start a video, bro, off anything. Like, you could just. Anything now? It's right, I mean, yeah, it Social media is pretty crazy, dog. You can literally drop some like 
fucking yogurt or something on the floor and that shit will go viral. You know what I'm saying? That shit's so fucking crazy to me. Like, yeah. I've seen so many videos like that. I'm just like, That's what the smart. fuck? Like, and it's like like the, the attention span for the this generation. It's like, it's it takes them three seconds or a yeah. point seconds, a tenth of a second for them to be interested in that video. If not, they're going to just keep scrolling by it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like people are even shortening their music. Like the people on the podcast that come on sometimes, they uh they even like have short music. It's like ninety second songs sometimes. I'm like, yo, why is this? So? It's just like the hook, and then like a verse, and then the hook again, and then it'd be over. It'd be like one verse, and I'm like, the fuck are you doing it for? He's like, cause if you get a play for fifteen to twenty seconds. That counts as a play. You know what I'm saying? Instead of a three-minute song or a four-minute song. that's what they're trying to do, bro. They're trying to kill the art. This thing about the AI now. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they literally, you can literally copy you. You know what I'm saying? The AI can literally copy your voice and you can. They can't copy my soul, though. Yeah, yeah. That's the the thing, too. That's why it's not going to work. And this is crazy how they're doing that for, like, photography, too. Like, you could literally go in photography and just go and circle some shit. And be like, all right, I want to generate feel a fake house, and like, and, and it'll pop it up, and it'll do do it. AI will do it for you. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's the- I low key. Never mind. Go it's ahead. Just, just, Go ahead. I mean, the thing is, it's like there's just certain things you just like can't talk about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why? Well, why can't why can't we? Then you're 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 allowed in the system to win. We always got to have a voice. There's certain things you can, that you can talk about them. We can talk about him. Yes. Yeah, I like talking. <laughs> yeah, consensus there. I think everyone agrees. We all like talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Society's pretty going crazy right now, though. What you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The world is fucking nuts. Mayhem right now. It's I thought I was nuts. Now I'm like, nah, it's the world, yo. I am too, but I'm just saying. No, yeah, they're on another level. Society is. <sighs> Never been a friend to me. <laughs> Speaking about the paperwork, man, talk about that. You, you brought that up, and you brought that up, obviously, too, about the paperwork of uh, in this industry and how crooked it can be. Yes, indeed. So talk about a little bit about that, man. I mean. From experiences as, as of dealing with as, paperwork. As far as, like, paperwork, I mean, shit. You want to hear like if you working with a, like right off the rip, get your paperwork together, get your BMI, ASCAP, get your tax ID, uh, LLC and or DBA, preferably LLC. From my understanding, I have both. Um, with that said, you know, of course, paperwork, you got all that, all that as far as the base, you know, foundation of everything that you're going to be moving with next. You know, once you start working with other artists, split sheets, make sure that contracts are as far as split sheets, you know, is uh, written down and, and come to an agreement and shit, you know, and make sure you put them, you know, for what they worth and, you know, as far as what they brought to the table on the song and everything like that. I mean, there's a whole, that's a whole long list, you know, I can go down and everything like that, but I mean, it's just do your homework on it, you know, I'll say less or whatever right now, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's, make sure you do your homework and get your paperwork together if you're an artist out there. Because I mean, like that's the first step of actually doing this professionally and not just treating it as, oh, I'm just gonna rap, you know, cool, whatever. And then not go about it on a business aspect and then don't don't know your own worth and don't know your value. And like, you gotta be able to, you know, realize that the business side is a major aspect of you getting your money, you know, on the back end and everything like that, digitally and you know, performing live and everything and so on and so forth. But I mean, like all the all the plays and you know, we uh, 
society's crazy, but at the end of the day, music, you know, while she goes by medicine girl, like, I mean, shit, I, I, she got some songs that I vibe to personally, you know, it's a me medicine for my soul and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I, I do music the way I do, you know, but at the end of the day, you gotta know your worth. So if you're an aspiring artist, make sure you go get your paperwork, you know, do your homework and everything, make sure you, uh, you look into that and everything like that. I mean, it's just, that's a key component when it comes to actually doing this professionally. That's what separates people that just do it, you know, just to do it and don't have the knowledge or whatever the case may be, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm trying to bless your game right now. If you don't have your paperwork, you know, uh, handled up on, make sure you go out there and fucking do your homework and get your paperwork correct, for real. From experience for you, Carolyn. Carol. Um, I would definitely say, uh, yeah, get your, uh, get your writers stuff together. Um, songwriters and producers, all creators, get your writer stuff together. I had that a long time ago. Um, but I have a, since I have a business degree, um, I got to learn, uh, pretty much like all basic aspects. So like contracts and stuff like that, legalities, it's, it's important to, uh, to do that kind of stuff. Definitely. Get your song splits with right with writers, cause um, I'm always been like an advocate of the artist. Like, make sure everyone gets their credit, make sure everyone gets their their royalties, their points. So it's really important. Um, I'm also uh, a member of the Recording Academy, but I'm on a district advocate too for the LA chapter. So district advocates, we meet with like local congressmen yeah. every year to push laws that help creators, all creators, um, like. I was talking about how the last one had gotten passed by Donald Trump. Actually, he signed a law into power that like we hadn't we hadn't had this. We've been pushing for it for like 11 years and he finally <laughs> signed it into law. Like that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like it's been that long. Um, artists haven't had a raise in their royalty rate since the 1960s. So we were pushing for royalty rates, raises, finally got that. And then also there's like nothing to govern um, licensing like you know, mechanical licensing, there's nothing to govern that. So uh, finally there is like a committee now that's uh, governing that so that people's rights can be protected, artists' rights, because a lot of artists have had music taken away from them, masters taken away from them, all because they signed something. And these contracts are also old contracts. So also art, I don't think artists know that anything that they signed a long time ago, like prior to 2012, 2013, is like should have been renegotiated anyway because that was before streaming came out. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's like there hasn't really been anybody to govern this type of thing or like cover the legalities of it. Like you end up in court, in like civil court for things like this normally, and they don't know how to handle it because they don't know about the music business. Like <laughs> a regular judge, you know, and it's, they don't know about the music business. So it's like, how, how are you going to, you know, correctly... Uh, decide you know what I mean what's fair what's not fair um but now they have something called the MLC that's like you know a committee that's like supposed to govern that and help that regulate that um so yeah it's been a lot of changes these are in these were within when Trump was president he signed these into law this is right before you know COVID hit like 2019 I think he signed them into law so and and we're still pushing for other other laws too to be passed that are outdated. A lot of this stuff is just outdated because the music business changes so fast, super fast. Yeah. As far as ways of collecting your money, what's due to you, different type of royalties and stuff like that, um, it changes really quickly. 
I mean, from month to month, like things can change. No so, sure. but these laws are so outdated, especially with the the advance of technology and how we have streaming now. Is to just change the game. It's just changed everything totally, right? Because we had a period of time where CDs weren't selling very much, and there was Napster out there, yeah, and it, yeah. and people were downloading the music for free. But we didn't have like um, we didn't have like a iTunes and all that stuff yet. We didn't have streaming yet. So there's a period of time where artists were losing a lot of money, and labels were losing a lot of money. Yeah off the royalties um so yeah it just like you have to to keep track of it it's like so that they were screwing the artists over with these 360 deals at that time it's like dude we need to make sure that whatever we're going to do we're going to make this investment in you since cd sales are down and all that we have to get something off of you so we're going to have to get 360 deal we're going to have to get percentage off your touring we're going to have to get percentage of your merch like we're basically going to kind of own you and get a percentage of everything that you have of your image and everything that you do Oh, and so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, all these contracts were done back then, and they're so outdated now. All that shit's outdated. Yeah. And artists were just giving all their publishing away because it didn't matter back then. It didn't, you weren't getting no money off of publishing unless you had something playing on terrestrial radio. That was the only way you were getting those kind of royalties. Yeah. Was terrestrial radio spins. So nobody gave a fuck. Like, okay, we'll give you all whatever. So, and now, all those artists are like, damn, I gave away my publishing, um, these... These people own my masters. They're, like, collecting on all kinds of royalties on my behalf. And it's not right. Yeah, yeah. It's not right. It's not right. So, and, and also, like, artists don't really know. They don't really know. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, because they're not on point with it. They're not keeping up with the technology. They're not keeping up with the advancement of, of the business side of it. Shit. Taylor Swift, just supposedly her whole catalog got fucking sewed underneath her nose, and she didn't even get an offer to buy her. She tried to buy it and shit. Like, That's yeah. crazy. Like See, even at ca- that level. Her, like her whole catalog of music. Got so she didn't even have a say-so about her art. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy as fuck. Wow. Can you imagine that? Like, I'm pretty I, sure I you, I mean, you, I can you, because you, you've I, been through that shit. Like, it's I, just like. As this, at this moment in time, you know, I'm, I'm going through that a situation. Not not on her level at yeah, all. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a moment in time I'm going through a situation where. I, I got to look and see that all, some so of my going top songs, I don't get to earn a fucking penny from it. And it's like, and I should be. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. The 360 deal is, what is that more like? What are you talking about? Like, what's a 360 deal? A 360 deal is uh, is what a lot of labels started doing, like I said, in, in those days, right? Like 2007, I want to say 2007, 2008. Where they were, uh, 360 means like all around, they're taking a percentage of everything. Taking a percentage of your merch, that means they're the ones who own your website. They're they're in charge of your merch. You know what I mean? They're in charge of pressing it up, putting it out and stuff, and then they take a percentage of that. They basically have, take half. They take half of that. And then um, on your touring, like your shows, they take care of booking you for the shows. They're your management also. They book you for the shows, and they get a percentage of it. They take from that. Uh, and then, of course, like your album sales, right? Yeah. Um, and then downloads were kind of barely starting at the time uh downloads that's it like take a piece of everything because the thing is is like like i said um they used to just get most of your cd sales your album sales but like i said at that time the sales were declining because of like napster and shit like that people were downloading music for free and i had just come out with my like first cd at the time yeah that day i came out with my first album in 2007 my second one in 2008 I was slinging CDs in, in this, you know, popping trunk. Yeah. Old school way. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. In the streets then. So, and that was during times when CD sales were just bad. 
because of the, like I said, because of downloading. Everybody's just downloading shit. Mm -hmm. So it's understandable that the labels were like, all right, we got to do something. How are we going to get money out of this art? How are we going to get our money back out of this artist, our investment? Because I've been on the label side for Dope House Records. I was on the label side. I did the accounting for Dope House. I put, you know, I helped, I got all the, the metadata. I created all the metadata and got everything put onto digital download, the whole catalog. I was there uh, to help manage Juan Gotti. You know, I, I helped push the SPM stuff out there. So I understand on the label side, I know what money they put into these artists and how much production costs are and how much the studio time is and the mixing and the mastering and the artwork. And there's a lot that goes into it. It's expensive. Yeah, yeah. They got to get some kind of guarantee of getting their money back out of this artist now that CD sales are, are declining so bad. So I see why they came out with the 360 deals. Like, that's what I, I, I see both sides of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like when it comes to like giving away your publishing, now that part of it, the giving away your publishing and giving away all of your publishing and all of your math, that, that's a whole nother, that's the fuckery that I'm talking about. The old contracts that were signed before 360 deals. Well, you signed over basically everything. Everything. You just gave them all of it because and it didn't matter back then. Like, it, like I said, there wasn't money in that unless yeah, yeah. you had a song on the radio. And in that case, it didn't matter because the artist was making their... They're money off of touring anyway. And you didn't have the knowledge about the long run anyway. Or none of that. Right. Yeah. Who would have known that technology and things were going to change and then things were going to go to streaming and, see what I'm saying? And then yeah. like go through that era. So it's like, yeah, it's just, it is important to have your paperwork together, the basic stuff. Make sure you have the basics down, but also stay on top of changing technology and, and the way things are changing because you have to be, you have to be on top of these days. Everybody's independent. Yeah. So if you're going to be your own independent record label and you're do- going to do your own thing, which everybody's doing nowadays, you gotta be, you're responsible for being on top of that. If you're not on top of that, it's your fault. Straight up, you don't have nobody to blame but yourself. You can't blame some record label that, you know, you don't know how to collect on your, on your money that's owed to you. So it's like, it's like a, you, could, you could do it this way, do it all the way independent, but it's all you're accountable for everything, like how I'm doing it. Yeah. Or like you can you know, go to a label at the same time, but it's going to be on a bigger scale and they're going to market and promote you and it's going to open doors for you that, you know, you probably can't do by yourself. So, it's, you know, what, yeah. what do you want to, like, as an artist, it's up to you, like, how you want to do it. But I just always, like, just ended up doing it independent. And I guess just because I've always seen the business side of it, too, so I, like, kind of identify with both. To control and just move forward. Mm-hmm. To do to do my own be my own business. Yeah. Mm. So how has that been going for you since you transitioned to that being your own business and everything like that? Um, I've ha- always done it. That's what I'm saying. Like I always have. Even when I was signed to Silent Giant Entertainment, like we didn't do a 360 deal. I always had my own merchandise going on my website. I would do my own projects. You know what I mean? Like I just always had my own thing. Thing going on. Yeah, because I never wanted to wait on anybody to do it for me. And I got rejected a lot at first, and not, like nobody wanted to sign me, so I was like, "Well, I'll do it myself." That's fine. Yeah, and everybody's yeah. doing it independent yeah, yeah. now because you can. You just got to do so it. Easy. Like, that's crazy as hell because you could literally get like make your own tour on on an app. Uh, who came through here? Uh, what's his name? Keen Streets and uh, B BSS. What's his name? Uh, fucking. Fuego Base. Fuego Base out of Connecticut. I don't know if you guys know. No. 
But he came on here and he talked about like how they set up their whole touring on an app, man. Like you, that's wow. what I'm saying. Technology has changed compared to like you needing a booking agent. Right. They got to set up everything for you, but there's like an app where you can set up where in the cities, like say whatever your hotspots are and like wherever your streams are at, you can just set up a tour there, like in those hotspots. Yeah. So that way you get your, you know, what I'm saying more, more people coming out, and merchandise getting sold. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. That's pretty crazy the way mm-hmm. technology, like just think about like technology like that. People are recording on their phones now. You ever see people recording on their phone? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a. When I work with, he records all on his phone. And this shit sounds yeah. fucking good. Like, it's crazy as hell. Good it sounds. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, that, like, honestly, like, I, that was, when I first started out, as far as having the ear for it, like, as far as, yeah. uh, you know, listening to artists and, you know, uh, and all and having the ear behind it, you know, it's like, I, I personally can still hear, like, oh, did you do that off, uh, like, did you do that off your phone? And you'd be like, yeah. Like, you get your ass in the studio. <laughs> That's what I'm telling yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. That's what I be telling them too, man. But these young kids, they just be doing it straight off their phone, and they just be up. Like my little cousin, now he got practice a, with. I think he, he got like, a, put down a dummy track or something. Yeah, right, yeah. Just crazy. That's crazy. But well, dealing with any guys deal with any kind of label deals or anything like that? Besides, no. No, I'm independent as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a couple deals on the table, but you know, obviously. You, there's pros and cons to everything, and yeah. you know, and I feel like being independent right now is my best bet right now. So that's fire. I mean, I mean, I I don't know too much about the music game, but I know it's probably fucking crazy just because how hard it is to be an artist, you know, out there in the game. It's like now it's like everybody is out there being an artist, and it's like. Who's rather? I, th- I feel like the game is saturated because there's so many good people that come on the podcast that don't even get like recognition or they just get overlooked because of the, the sex, money, and drugs. You know what I'm saying? Gets uh, instead of the conscious rap, there's a lot of good conscious rappers out here that are speaking a good narrative or a different message, and it's like the people just get overlooked. You know? Do you feel like uh, the industry like that is around over there and, and blackballed in the industry in Houston or? Like what do you mean? It's like, like the holding holding doors open from certain people. Like some people. Oh go. yeah. As far as on oh, the conscious sure. yeah, 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 industry. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, there's definitely some some blackballing going on. It's politics always. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you ain't talking about money, cars, clothes, or hoes, or some shit like that, then you, you probably won't <laughs> get overlooked or will get overlooked type of shit or whatever. You know, it's it sucks not to be able to see more people. You know, speaking on topics that you know it's it's uh, like like her song Anxiety. Y'all go y'all go look it up. But uh, Anxiety, for example, most artists don't like to speak on things like that, just based on the simple fact that you know, oh well, I don't I don't know how that mentality works personally. You know, I was gonna try yeah, to yeah. come wing some shit, but now nah, honestly, at the end of the day, it needs to be said. Shit like that needs to be said for people that are out there dealing with their own personal shit here and everything like that, because you know something with some substance, you know, I'm not saying, you know, it just every time, you know, speak on, on that topic or whatever, but at the end of the day, you know, it needs to be spoke on at least every now and then, you know, in different topics, not only just uh, anxiety, not only uh, substance abuse or, um, or I got the song coming out, Slipping in the Darkness, is about substance abuse, suicide, and uh, uh, overdose or uh, mental health, you know what I'm saying? So as far as that, yeah, I mean, it's it's – more of that. I, I wish I seen more of that, which I know a lot of artists do, 
you know, uh, try to dabble in that. But at the end of the day, they kind of tiptoe in and out of it. But, you know, it's it, uh, on a type of level, like, for example, like one of my uh, old heads in the game, you know, he blessed me with uh, with the track and shit. Fucking uh, K Reno, shout out to K Reno, you know, that, that man has a lot of conscious rap. And I, I grew up listening to that, man. So that's always been like my mentality, you know, that storytelling plus on, on certain topics, you know, that'll make you think, you know, a certain type of way or whatever, you know, as far as, um, you know, uh, uh, painting a picture. Um, on real shit, raw shit like that that most people don't want to speak on. You know, yeah. it's it's. Uh, I feel like it's a necessity because I mean, I, I yeah, I did the whole Sex Sales album. My first album was called Sex Sales, like Sweat Bennett Sex Sales, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I knew you know that I had to knock that one out the way. But at the end of the day, you know, as far as uh, progression as an artist and realizing that you know what, I I don't want my kid growing up listening to me constantly talking about. You know, flipping dope, or you know, my past life, you know, pussy and all that shit, hoes and and oh, I got this and that, you know, showboating yeah. and shit. Now nah, fuck that. Like, like I want to hear more something with substance as far as like, tell me a story, paint a picture with your words, so that way I can relate uh, to that certain topic, you know, and stick to the topic, you know, and, and speak on it with all genuine, you know, feeling and emotion, and, and release that stress and everything like that. At the same time, helping someone that with, uh, with their own you know, uh, uh, demons or their own uh, issues that that song is medicine instead of, you know, fucking, like, listening to fucking pussy rap or some shit like that. That's why I respect these women because they ain't on that shit. They on some real, real live shit, you know. And I can't do it, and yeah, I, can't, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I don't listen to none of it. I don't listen to... Uh, no offense, ladies that are out there doing that, yeah. mind you. I'm, I'm just not saying knocking that. you. I'm just yeah. saying I don't listen and I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I'm just being straight up. I can't. Like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's the same. I can't, I'm a woman. I can't listen to it. I don't want to hear you talk about your pussy the whole time. I can't, like, I don't want to hear that shit. I, yeah. this, this is me. It's my personal preference. I don't want to hear it. And, like, it seems like that's pretty much what's popping right now. So, that's all I that's mean, sex sells. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. But I don't. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, and again, like back to what I, you were saying, like if it's hard, like if it's harder for us to like, cause we out here like, like speaking with something with substance, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's gonna take us probably. We're gonna go a little bit, yeah, slower route. Yeah, slower route. You is. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I mean, but. Like we, we talented, so we know what we bring into the table. We bring another table to the table. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about what you can relate to. It's all relative. Like people can relate to it. That's what makes that's what makes music pop. You know, people can relate to it. So I feel like there, it's not everybody's. There's got to be other people like you out there that don't listen to that. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, yeah. relate to you on on other th stuff. And that's what that's where rap came from. Like where you should be able to, like, tell a story or, you know what I mean? Or, like, spit some shit that someone can relate to. Relate to your pain. Relate to your victories. Relate to your losses. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Relate to your relationship problems or your relationship, you know, your love or your hate of something. You know what I mean? So it's, like, that's what that's what it's all about. That's what music is. It's, like, about relating to something. So. Yeah. And I can't relate to that. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, you know? I, mean, I hear you. Yeah. That's That's, like, we we came up in the strip club type of shit, you know. So it's like I can't relate to that type of rap because that's not what I did my whole life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you rap about your life. That's what I thought. You know, your music you write your life. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I write about the shit that I was doing, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs>
Unfortunately, it wasn't. I wanted. I did not want to be sexualized. Like I was very much like that at first when I first got into business. I did not want to be sexualized. I would not dress up. Like I would dress down. Like like a tomboy, even like on purpose. Yeah. Like that's when the saggy pants were in and shit. So I was dressed like a chola. Yeah. You know what I mean? Straight chola days. So it was like flannels, dickies, saggy pants, all that. Timberland boots. Yeah. The Aaliyah look. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like, and and I didn't want to be sexualized either. So I think that's another reason why. Like, like G-Love said, it's a slower route when you don't go that way. And it was with me. Like, but I just, like, rebelled against it on purpose. Like, foolishly, but I did. Yeah. Yes, I do, re- I do regret rebelling against it so long. Because, like, I was, I would just purposely just, like, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I would just drive all night, show up to the show, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, I, and I know now, like, I should have. But it was just, that's how I felt at the moment. I want to be with my boys, my boys. You know, I was so naive. I was yeah. naive to it all. But, you know, experience brings wisdom. All the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you brought up mental health, man. So, like, how do you deal with that as a man, man, with your mental health? Like, how do you uh, cope with it? Who do you talk to about it? Uh, usually myself, self-evaluation. <laughs> like, like, I don't know if I talk to myself about it. I mean, that might seem a little crazy, but at the end of the day, it's nah, uh, nah. self-evaluation and to be able to understand oneself and what you're going through and why you're being, you know, uh, um, or, or reacting in the in that type of manner, and, and what uh, happened, and you know, as far as in reaction to, you know, okay, you feeling some type of way, you know, as far as me personally, is, you know, just realize and recognize and analyze it, break it down, like, all right, cool, uh, I'm not perfect, you know, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah, sometimes shit be getting at me and eat me, you know, from the inside out. But at the end of the day, you know, just self and uh, being being aware of oneself, you know, and really knowing yourself is really key and I know a lot of people have trouble even knowing how to do that and I barely know how the fuck I'll be overcoming this shit I'll be overcoming you know life be life and whatever but at the end of the day you know I mean um as far as a man and how I do it you know I just take some time out to myself go enjoy you know a view go to a lake you know fucking go take a drive you know just chill relax yeah realize that shit ain't that bad because you might not be here tomorrow you know what i'm saying like fucking i might not be here tomorrow if i die today you know i at least i know uh with this type of thought process if i die today at least i know i, I did every uh the best i could on everything that i've done you know yeah. all aspects of not just music you know with family kids you know uh family members just people you know and uh and having that ability to, you know, be aware of yourself and understand yourself, you know, I, I think that's helped me a lot as a man. But I've also, you know, kind of uh, done my own homework. I, I ain't got no schooling behind me on it, but I, I'm really into, like, uh, psychology, sociology, and that's due to the uh, fact they uh, prescribed me fucking uh, Lexapro or some shit. When I was, like, 16, when I was a kid, I had anger issues or whatever the fuck that dude was trying to tell me. And yeah, shit. It was yeah. like, yeah, I know. Like, tell me something I don't know, you know? So in my head, like, once they gave me them fucking pills, like, I didn't like the way I felt, you know? I, I really never liked pills, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. Like, I felt like a zombie. And, like, I just one day I was like, fuck that. I told my mom, I was like, I ain't taking that shit no more. And... You know, moms be momming and shit, you know, fucking with it. Yeah, yeah. You better fucking take your medicine now. You know, I'll stop taking it. But uh, at that point in time in my life, I was able to have a mentality to where I started doing my homework on why I was, react. you know, uh, like what did I need to look up and do my homework on, which uh, 
psychology, you know, understanding how the mind works. There's so many different aspects with that, but also sociology on how you interact with other people because that's key and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, I dabble in a little philosophy or whatever, you know, I listen to philosophers and shit like that, but at the same time with that type of knowledge and being blessed with the type of mentality at that time at 16, you know, to actually, uh, uh, I guess, peep game on myself and, you know, why I was doing the things I was doing and why... Uh, I was raised the way I was, you know, and just started analyzing people. And it, it, it became, uh, you know, just me being aware, you know, on, on who people are, who I am, you know, and shit like that. So, you know, you just need to understand yourself and what you're going through. And fuck, yeah, you know, fucking sometimes you got to let it out. You know what I'm saying? Let it out, whatever, you know, fucking you got anger built up, you know, talk to somebody. Um, if it gets to the point, you know, whatever, if you got uh, going through things in your life, you know, I'm not talking about myself right now, I'm just talk talking to yeah. general, you know, the viewers or whatever, or listeners, excuse me, or both now. Yeah, you know, yeah. Congratulations on that transition, by the way. <laughs> Appreciate but, it. But uh, anyways, you know, as far as like having a uh, mentality like that and being blessed with that type of mentality, that's uh, I kind of project that into my music, you know, as far as like uh, what I'm trying to do now and how I'm trying to, you know, I guess be known as an artist, you know, like that sex sells, fuck that, you know, like uh, uh, this next album I'm about to release is called As Above So Below. So there's so many different directions you can take that, you know, yeah. but simply, you know, what you do in this life reflects on the next life, you know, um, simply put, you know, do your homework on it, whatever. But anyways, uh, as far as having that type of title and having something to, you know, um, bring to the table as far as this type of mentality and how I de dealt with my shit and how I see my people dealing with this shit and what my people are going through, you know, as far as uh, facing their own demons and just in, in reflection, you know, I, I, I'm trying to project that into my music. And I think um, as far as, you know, dealing with shit personally, it, it helps and that's what the music is for. That's why I don't do music for other people to listen to. I do music because that's me, you know, at my finest, you know, in my uh, in my creative zone, and also releasing some shit, you know, just putting shit out there, vibing or whatever. Yeah, and that's what I learned, you know, as far as being in the industry in a short amount of time, you know, what I mean, but that's what music is, you know, it's your soul. You're putting your soul, your your heart, your mind, and everything like that. So why not bring something with some substance to the table, as far as that type of shit? I mean, cool, you know, fucking riding around hitting licks, jacking that day when I'm in the sticks, you know, that type of shit. You know, that'll always be a part of who I was. But at the end of the day, you know, fucking that transition right there, I think is uh, what I'm being led to, you know, by the powers that be, you know, in, in, in that type of path and everything like that. So, you know, it's, it's, how do you deal with your shit as far as being a man, if you don't mind me Shit, asking. man, this right here, actually, this has helped me a lot, like, just to be able to talk to people because a lot of people just don't, like, understand, like, when I be asking them questions, it's because I be asking myself those questions just to see their perspective on things. You know what I'm saying? Just right. like handling the things, like, like, cause I got five kids, bro. Like mentally, so like I gotta, I gotta worry about them. And this world is so crazy now, and I got three little ones. I got four girls. So wow. My, yeah, I got my congratulations. Old, my oldest, my my oldest son just graduated, so he's 19 now. Congrats to him. Thank right. you. Right. And uh, my daughter's 17. My oldest daughter, and I got four, three, and two at home. Three little girls, COVID hit, so you know, something to be <laughs> COVID <laughs> hit, so you get <laughs> So it's just like the, the thing uh, about that, me and my wife really talk a lot more than I think 
most couple probably do because I think communication with your queen is the most important. You know, okay? Very, very much so. Because if you don't have that communication where you have that open conversations about what you're going through as a man, mm-hmm. where she can see the things perspective as a woman, where she can guide you, you know what I'm saying? Not no. Not them nagging ass women, you know what I'm saying? Right, you right. Because the women are like... Not the bitches be yeah. tripping. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the real queens out there, man, and, right. and and a lot of queens are overlooked sometimes and taken for granted, you know what I'm saying? So, right. True. And, but for sometimes, for me, man, it's just talking to my mom, too, sometimes, and uh, my dad, man. And sometimes it's, like, hard to talk to my pops because... He wasn't really there, but he was there type shit. Like he was. Uh, yeah, I know the feeling. I so it's like the, the like the relationship wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. He was, and it was just like it's hard to open up type to, to tell him like how I feel or how I want to like open up. Well, that was him. a different time on how he was raised. You know, yeah, that's just so. understanding. You know that type of thing. So you do have those people you reach out to. Yeah, because he didn't have a dad either. So you know what I'm saying. So it reflects back to that too. So yeah. like how how our generations were growing up, you know what I'm saying? So we, we always got to take that to a perspective too because some people grow up and don't realize what their mom actually went through, you know what I'm saying? What they went, but besides what they went through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So it's kind of tough to look at because your life could be rough, but your mom's life could have been rougher type shit, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely. And I'm, it's uh, I was raised by a single mother, so, you know, What's up, mom? You know, <laughs> Shout yeah. out to the moms. Yeah, right, right. Shout out I feel to like, single moms. I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of like uh, kids, like I guess, or like just when you're a kid and yourself, like or you probably just see your parent like you, like mom, but like they forget, like you know, they're women. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, somebody's, yeah. that's somebody's kids t- too. You know what I'm saying? And you know, just. Um, having to watch it from that perspective of like i i come from my mom was a single parent and she did it herself you know yeah, growing likewise. up and you know like having to step up and become that you know second parent to like the younger ones you know like i learned a lot and i had to grow up so fast and so that's like sometimes a lot of a lot of them like we like growing up with our parents yeah. you know what i'm saying and the same way that like we're we're learning from, and it's beautiful that you mentioned that you're like damn like I I, I talk to my mom I, like I talk to my dad and you know like you realize you're like damn like I'm breaking generational curses like you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's deep and and that's what that's what we're out here doing you know through the music and just um, I mean being human bro like yeah. you know what I'm saying shout out to that yeah being human man real and i mean just the whole understanding and having comprehension like you know you say that communication is important yeah like that's very true like but also understanding you know what i'm saying understanding is is like without it you could talk all day you know what i'm saying but if there's no understanding if, if there's no comprehension amongst that like you said like Shout out to all the, you know what I'm saying, the women, you know what I'm saying, that the that, that understand, that have that comprehension for what also you're going through, you know, as a man. And I feel like a, a lot of, uh, like, when you having to be always the, the supporter, the giver, the, you know, the provider, like, a lot of that is overlooked, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and <laughs> men go through that where their feelings feel like, or they may feel like, their feelings don't matter because it's like, oh, you a man, like, you know, like, t- like, 
it's okay to go through the motions and the emotions. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So I mean, part of life too. Yeah, it's definitely part of life, and you know, being able to like have that is just being grateful for everything. And I feel like being grateful is like the closest thing that you'd even be to God. Yeah. Just just being grateful, period, and the understanding of that. Because everybody's going through something, you know? Exactly. Everybody's going through something. Being Make grateful sense. for another day is, like, the thing, the main thing. Yeah. Being grateful for the, having another day on Earth. Yeah, everybody is going through through something, you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what it is, like, everybody has their own trials and tribulations, and nobody's trials and tribulations are greater or bigger or smaller than others, like. Just having to understand, like, you know, respect, love, boundaries. Like, I mean, there wouldn't even be no such thing to to why we even, like, going to war. If we all understood that, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, understanding and comprehension is very important. Man. I tell you, this, the, like, in, in the rap game in Houston, like, is it hard to, the people to work with you guys or, like, uh, if you try to reach out? Cause I know in Chicago it's different, man. It's like the culture here. It's like certain people work with certain people. You know, is it kind of like the same shit out there in Houston? No, not at all. No, uh, like everybody fuck with rock with each other and shit, pretty yeah. much. Definitely compared to compared to here, yeah. Um, there's there's always gonna be certain things, but nah, it's a lot different. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you know I kind of moved around a lot too, so I feel like. It's kind of like the same thing. Like, the cities go through the same thing, bro. They just got different lingos to things. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like the same thing. Like, people from Chicago want to, like, leave from here. You know what I'm saying? And go somewhere and other people want to come. Yeah, <laughs> to Chicago. You know, it's, 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 it, it's like getting more love out here sometimes than in your own city. And that's like, you know... You know what I'm saying? That's, that's crazy you how that happens. You gotta leave your own city too. to get love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to leave. Really? I had to move away from Houston. I moved to LA. And that's when I finally started getting love in Houston. No shit. Yeah. That's that's just crazy, right? Like, yeah, it is. Like you, like your own people hate on you, and it's like, God damn. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Be like that sometimes. Though. But then it goes back to like what you were saying, as far as like people now understanding like their parents right like their moms and stuff and not realizing that they're not just moms and stuff like it's the same thing yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like like just having empathy for, for that itself you guys got kids you guys got kids i don't no i got two little boys two little boys yeah, i got two little boys uh galileo and uh, samuel yeah a four and seven so how do you, how do you squeeze the time in, man, with the kids, the balance? <laughs> man, like, this ain't my only job. I got more incomes than just one, you know. So at the end of the day, you know, squeezing in time with the kids is a necessity because on the cool, in my son's arms, in my kids' arms, it's probably the best sleep that I get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Other than that, I'm always on the move, trying to trying to, you know, come up with a dollar and everything like that, so I can't provide, you know. And, Make sure that you know they taken care of first, of course, and then at the end of the day, you know, fucking. I also am an independent artist, so I come out of pocket, so I have to work harder, you know, on my other incomes and everything like that, so that way I can provide for this as well, and not only just chase the dream, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, making sure I spend time with my kids is a priority. You 
know, yeah. you know, on top of everything else, all of my other responsibilities. But I mean, like, uh, I was, um, I had my oldest son for a year last year, and that was an amazing experience because, like, it, long story short, you know, I, I went through some things uh, uh, between me and his mom. But uh, long story short, like, uh, he was about four was the really the first time I started, you know, actually was able to spend time with him. So I didn't get that with him. So my youngest son, you know, I'm, I'll make sure I'm there all the all the motherfucking time, so that yeah. way I can don't miss out on that shit that I missed out, you know, with uh, my oldest one. But I mean, hell, I might be getting him at the beginning of the year. I got the phone call the other day, so yeah, a blessing. Like, yeah, it's a blessing. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, all right, you know, it's, it, he he must really need me because I mean, you know, kids are kids, and they, I mean, how many you say you had you five, right? Five, yeah. yeah. So you already know, you know. But yeah, I mean, the little ones, yeah. man, the little girls at home, man. That's why I just wanted because I I done did the photography videography thing for like the last like eleven years, you know. Right. So I've been in that industry for like the last ten, eleven years. So it's like. Now it's like, man, you can't even get me out the bed unless I'm gonna go out there. And, you know what I'm saying? Really network with some people, or you know what I'm saying? Just chill. Because right. man, the, the time with my babies is just like impressive now. Because they're so little, like they grow up so fast, bro. So you know what I'm saying? The time as they're there's small, the cutest moments, the hugs, the the words they can't pronounce right, type shit. You know what I'm saying? Just the little yeah. shit, man. Yeah, it's yeah. like. And it's like, man, I looked at my baby this morning and she looks so big. Like, I was just like, damn, she's already like so big. Like, the baby is gone. The baby is gone. Yeah, I don't know. Time to have another one. We need another baby. We need another baby. Come on, woman. Because it's just like, it was crazy because my daughter was 17, so the gap from fucking four to 13 year gap. Got you that babysitter now, built in babysitter. Yeah, I know. That's what I became, so I know. <laughs> yeah. oh, for your sister? My sister and brother, yeah. I was like nine years apart, so like, yeah, I'm a babysitter. <laughs> Got a hand in raising them, so. So how's your niece's nephew th- look at you, at Thea? Oh, man, my niece. I have one niece. She's my baby. She's my world, so she's six. She's autistic. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She's very special. Yeah, she talks. She's not like a, one of the autism. You know, there's autism like a broad spectrum but yeah, yeah, they got uh, she talks and everything but um yeah she's uh she's definitely like a special girl like she's really really smart she's already like got words for like getting highest tested in her math and like she won on her spelling and like reading like she's already reading like it's crazy it's it's just like uh it's crazy i never really read about it but it's like they there's some special kids out there that like really unique in their, in their own way of artistic mm-hmm. it's like they're super smart in their own like way you know what i'm saying and it's crazy like some of them could read books just by looking at sheets it's yeah. like you know what i'm saying she memorizes Dude. whole lessons from the teacher and like reteaches it to the and the just kids. do the numbers in her head like that you know it's just pretty crazy man yeah. it's like, i don't know how she looks at me because it's like kind of hard to tell sometimes but i'm pretty sure i mean i'm sure she has to love me like yeah, yeah. My, I, I low-key feel like that's like the next evolution of humanity bro what like autism like that's like they're like super intelligent you know what i mean because those kids be doing like there's this one kid i was doing like puzzles thousand pieces of puzzles like nothing like just putting them together like you, you take somebody like an average time like probably a whole month and a half or something yeah doing it. incredible time too. yeah it's like crazy yeah, that's this like is a, a learning, like a cheat sheet type, but and uh, and uh, I don't know how they react or what's like the expressions or like it's it's kind of right. They don't give like a reaction. 
Well, it's like, um, it's like autism is a communication disorder. So okay. it's like their the communication is what the problem is. And a lot of it, uh, their speech can be, you know, delayed too. Um, so it's, it has to do with their speech too. Like um, my niece was behind in her speech for a while. She's starting to get better, but she doesn't uh, speak like a, like a six-year-old. You know, a normal six-year-old would be speaking. So it's like, it's just a communication disorder is what it is. So it's kind of like hard to understand, <laughs> no pun intended, hard to understand. Yeah. Like what, the comprehend basically what they're what they're getting, like you could like I'm sure it feels like yeah they're understanding but like how to express things back to you, oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like I'll tell my niece like I always tell her I love you before I get off of Facetime with her because I always I'm always Facetime with her on Facebook. She likes to do like these filters and shit with me, but like uh, most of the time she won't say I love you back. She'll just like uh, she'll just like give me a kiss into the phone or something. She's not like. So she understands that, like, what I'm telling her, but I don't know if she's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like, I know she's that giving she, a different I know that she loves me because she likes express that back, but she doesn't say it back like a lot of times. So every once in a while, she will say that. I'm like, oh, but she's like, yeah. For the most part, she doesn't really express like that much, but she will say, she's like, I'm sad or I'm mad. Like, she will say stuff like that. Oh, but okay. yeah, it's just kind of it's it's a slower thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's tough like decipher like what she's feeling a lot of times so you guys got a track all together no not yet not yet <laughs> we do not is that something we like have that? tracks yeah. together separately but not together oh, okay. all together all three together on one track basically but yeah they have songs together i have songs with you love i have a song with bird so you guys got uh, any projects dropping soon yeah upcoming I think everybody's working on a project yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about to start uh, dropping singles off of my As Above, So Below, and uh, next Thursday. No, two Thursdays from now. I, hell, I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, two Thursdays from now, right? <laughs> and, you know, so, okay, it's the fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In about a week oh and a half. Hey, yeah, this has been a long day, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a blessed one at the same yes, time. You know, we yes. are exactly where we need to be. Yeah. The, <laughs> I feel like, like yeah, I appreciate you Tired and high and all. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, I'm high as fuck today. Yeah. Yeah. Little buzzed up. Long day, long day. Yeah, it was yeah. a long day shooting. Fire ass shoot today. Appreciate I appreciate y'all sliding though, having a conversation with me. Thanks for having oh, us. Yeah, no like problem. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, I'm working on my new project. Uh, we, uh, I'm getting ready to drop uh, two EPs with two different producers from Texas. So, you know, looking forward to that. Shout out. We got a Rancho, Baker Young. And we're working. And um, yeah, shout out Carolyn Rodriguez. See, again, I'm hiding them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to shout out to Emerge, you know, today, yeah. Rich Dad Emerge. Uh, shout out to the videographer, man. He, he killed it, too. Like, uh, I don't know what the name of his videography company is. Does Ill City know? Creator. Huh? Ill City Creator. Ill City Creator. Shout out to Ill City Creator. Um, he killed that shoot today. Yeah. Shout out to everybody that came out to the shoot today, uh, including you. Thanks for coming yeah, out. Love. Um Everybody that showed love, everybody that always shows love and support, like no matter what, you know, fuck what they think. They know my motto. They know that's what it is. Um, so shout like out to everybody. Like, hey, everybody pulled up, though. Yeah. Right, for real. Right, yeah. Shout out to showing living. that love. Yes. We had a close yeah. road down and everything. Yeah. Street down. It was, <laughs> it was a nice little black party. I enjoyed it. For sure. You know, yeah. 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 It turned out it was great, you know. Bird the ghost, what you got for us, bro? 
Ah shit, man. I mean, shit. Before we get out of here, man, I just coming soon. We uh, I'm gonna be dropping as above, so below, at, uh, one single at a time. I'm gonna start with "Slipping in the Darkness" featuring Iris. Shout out to Iris. Uh, I'll be dropping that you know, music video at the same time. I'm dropping the song on all digital platforms. You can check me out: B Y R D T H E G H O S T. Bird the Ghost. Keeping my little brother's name alive. You know, rest in peace, Bird. But you know. Uh, every day is a blessing, so you know, check that out. You know, it's uh, two weeks from now. You know, I'll be dropping that, so go ahead, follow me, subscribe, all that. Uh, make sure you follow and everybody subscribe. Type it into everybody, man. Appreciate you guys coming through for real, man. It's much love. Shout out Houston for pulling up. All right, what's up, Shout Time? Yeah, <laughs> hey, appreciate you, for brother. Yeah, love, it, man. Yeah. Until next time. When I go down to Houston, I'll definitely tap in for y'all. We got you on the cushion coffee. Yeah, medicine love. girl got you. Yeah, love. <laughs> Who you with? <laughs> love man we're gonna take you out of the Christian Coffee Podcast man it's your boy Jay Banner we out appreciate y'all oh.